is this the day? Is today the day the Lord has made? Yes. Are you therefore yes. going to rejoice and gladden your heart and yourself in it? Yes. Are you going to silence every other voice and, and decide that because it is the Lord's day, you yes. will rejoice and be glad in it? Amen. This is a conscious decision, an intentional effort that you must deploy. And as many as choose to stand or take a stand with what the Lord declares and says, they will experience the visitation, the manifestation, the unveiling. Oh, Father, we thank you today that we are privileged to experience your day, the day of the Lord. In it, we rejoice and we gladden our hearts. We boast and we glory for it is the day of our Father. And we are children of the Father. We are children of the one who is the everlasting Father. For we have known fathers who have besetted us in times of difficulties. We have known earthly fathers who, by, by virtue of their limitation, by virtue of their frailty, by virtue of the effect and the power and dominion of sin over their lives, they have been incapable of taking us through moments of hardship. But today, we declare that we have a father called the everlasting Father. The one who shall never leave us and shall never forsake us. Therefore, we stand and we, we rejoice and we declare and we speak to every other voice uh, that be silenced. Uh, for we are the children of the everlasting Father. And we have the guarantee, the assurance of his word, of his promise. Uh, for he is faithful who was promised. For he is not a man that he will lie. Therefore, do we gladden our hearts. And command our soul to take its ease because we have a father. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. We thank you for your interaction. We thank you for your unveiling of the one whom we call Jesus Christ, our Lord. We thank you for the perfect work that he accomplished. And we thank you for him taking us into himself in the death. And by virtue of the resurrection, we have his life and we can walk in his path. And partake of every promise. Oh, what a privilege. What glory and what honor. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. 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 Wow. I, 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 listen, the prayer that, that was just prayed is the Holy Spirit communicating to you a reality. How many of you experienced it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be somebody who purposes in his heart that because it's the Lord's day, I will rejoice. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. <laughs> I will rejoice. Therefore, having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. What is it that is causing you not to be content? Yeah. Therefore, having food and raiment, Hey, is there any among you who has no food? Please, I'll buy you food. I'll buy you food for the next week. I'll buy you food for the next month. Is there anybody amongst you who has no food? I want Paswala first. Wow. Is there anybody who has no clothing? Hey. As in, you don't have, in fact, by, I look at all of you, I look at how, 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 how blessed, how, how, how well, Fat <laughs> and 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 you become like fatted calves. <laughs> <laughs> For the milk is nigh thee, the honey is nigh thee. You eat the good of the land. <laughs> Therefore, it will be ungratefulness that will cause you to overlook the provision of the Father and allow yourself to be disturbed. And receive a communication from devils and demons. Communication from your mind. Communication from your flesh. And communication from the world. For that is the path of life. Choose it not. For it is not for your benefit. But choose the words that come from the Father. For it's unto you life. Huh, we thank you. And we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Ah, I don't know about you, but I'm blessed. Are you already blessed? Yes. Wow. Well, before I enter into today's uh, message, I want you guys to become animated, excited, 
by the the give thyself holy conference that is coming off beginning this very tuesday from 12 um 12 12 a.m you know tuesday wednesday thursday then friday we should be done it's gonna be a powerful time free access i mean you know we live in a world we live in a part of the world where you pay only one price for your internet service and you enjoy all this you enjoy you enjoy there are some people who have to keep reloading their their, their phone and they pay i mean it costs them so much but they are willing to do it why because their life depends on it for us it's free but we have to be begged why it's because we don't see the value it's only a child that you have to try casual and use deploy various strategies for the child to eat the food that you have cooked laden with proteins and vitamins you have to cajole them you have to deploy various means to cause them to eat that which is unto them life are you with me yes but i believe i'm ministering and i'm talking to people who are mature yes yeah who know the value of impartation the value of ministration the value of exaltation hallelujah how many are you how many of you are excited for what is coming so as soon as we are done you know we will make sure everybody is registered and we are going to also perform an assignment after the the service all right okay so let's spend a few um the next few minutes entering diving into the word of our father the word of the lord by the holy spirit's power by the holy spirit's enabling we are going to enter into the word of god heavenly father we thank you for this wonderful privilege where the holy spirit is allowed access where he takes the living bread and break it open and causes us to see the living christ and his perfect work and we being the result of that perfect work we thank you for this privilege we bless you for your presence be thou enthroned take over and take charge and do that which you love to do to reveal christ our life our wisdom our peace our joy our strength our righteousness our holiness to us we thank you in jesus name we pray everybody say amen Amen. Well, so last week we 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 spoke about obedience being the master key to the presence of God. Obedience being the master key to the presence of God. How many of you enjoyed last week's message? It's available, you can still revisit it. It is so important that you don't listen to a message one time. It is very important. I'm telling you something because you 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 get at most, at best, eight percent. Hmm. I mean, can you imagine? I can you can you pass an example if you get eight percent? Forgive. But why do you want to live your life on eight percent? Now that is the highest that you can obtain when you when you are exposed to communication only one time. Eight percent. Wow. <laughs> wow. And so let the people who who hear it hear again. So today we are going to address the message which says who has the presence of god who has the presence of god hallelujah who do you want to know who has the presence of god yes wow okay so let's read um, some scriptures the the, the 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 primary verse is actually acts 4 verse 13. let's read that and then we will read it we will read it to kind of understand where it is coming from you know in a different version so please give me the scripture acts 4 verse 13 in the king james version acts 4 verse 13. acts 4 verse 13. all right it says now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them 
that they had been with Jesus. Again, it says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, they, they, they were astonished, and they took knowledge of them. They took knowledge of them. They were forced to acknowledge something. And what did they acknowledge? Is that they had been with Jesus. Ah, this shall be your story. Amen. I said, this shall be your story. Amen. I see you rising up with such boldness, such fearlessness, that people are forced to acknowledge because they will see that by your very, there, there is something about you that should not give you the qualification, but they are forced to acknowledge this manifestation and they will acknowledge that, ah, he is the supernatural being and that person's, that being, his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. So I want us to try and understand what was happening that made them see such manifestation of boldness. So let's take it from verse 1, but I want us to read it from maybe the, the, the Passion Translation, just for clarification. Acts chapter 4, from verse 1, give us the, the Passion Translation. Let's read it. Let's enjoy it, you know. verse 1, it says, the teaching and the preaching of Peter and John angered the priest. It angered the captain of the temple police. Hey, temple police. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Even the temple has a police. You say you don't want the police. Hey! <laughs> Even the temple has a police. Wow. What a shock. And representatives of the Jewish sect of the Sadducees. They were furious that the people were being taught that in Jesus there is a resurrection from the dead. Wow. So while Peter and John were still speaking, the Jewish authorities came to the temple courts to oppose them. Let's go on. They had them arrested. And since it was already evening, they kept them in custody until the next day. Next verse. Yet, there were many in the crowd who believed the message, bringing the total number of men who believed to nearly 5,000. Wow. Can you imagine a gathering of 5,000 people? That's a huge crowd. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, next verse. The next day, many Jewish leaders, religious scholars. Now, look at the two. The next day, many Jewish leaders, they are Jewish. To be a Jewish leader, you have to be learned. Are you with me? Yeah. You must know the scrolls. You must, you, must, you must somebody who is into the Torah. You must be somebody who knows, understands Genesis, Exodus, Deuteronomy, Numbers. You, you know it. You know the, the requirements to, to, to enter into the presence of God. You know it. Are you with me? Yes. So the next day, many Jewish leaders, religious scholars, wow, religious what? They're not just people who just read the Bible. They are, they are, to be a scholar, you must have written dissertations and, and have gotten approval from boards that, that, that attest to your, to, your, to your knowledge. Are you with me? And elders of the people, they convened a meeting in Jerusalem. Next verse. Annas, the high priest. Say the high priest. The high priest. Wow. The high priest was there with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and others who were members of the high priest family. I mean, it's a gathering. <laughs> Next verse. <laughs> they made Peter and John stand in front of the council as they questioned them, saying, tell us, by what power and authority have you done these things? Next verse. Peter filled with the Holy Spirit, answered, respected elders and leaders of the people, please listen, listen, 
Now look at it. Next verse. Go on. It says, are we being put on trial today? Are we being put on trial today for doing an act of kindness by healing a frail, crippled man? Well then, this verse, well then, you and everyone else in Israel should know that it is by the power of the name of Jesus that the crippled man stands here today completely healed. You crucified Jesus Christ of Nazareth, but God raised him from the dead. Do you see it? Yes. Next verse. Now, 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 see, now, this is a, I mean, by, by such a statement, you are, you are, you are, you are accusing them. Mm -hmm. you, know, you crucified Jesus from Nazareth, but the Lord raised him from the dead. It's like he's laying the, the argument squarely where it belongs. Are you with me? Yeah. Now, then it says that this Jesus is the stone that you, the builders, have rejected. And now he has become the cornerstone. <laughs> that means that everything now must align itself by the cornerstone. Does that make sense? Yes. Everything must, can, can only stand only if the cornerstone is in place. He has become the cornerstone. Next verse. There is no one else who has the power to save us. For there is only one name to whom God has given authority by which we must experience salvation. And that is the name of Jesus. Wow, the guy is preaching. I mean, himself has come and the Holy Spirit is, is, has taken over and is manifesting. Are you with me? Yes. So the council members, this is the verse that we read. The council members were astonished. Everybody say astonished. Astonished. Now, these again are scholars, religious scholars, high priests, learned, elders. They, they formed the council members and they were astonished as they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John, especially when they discovered that they were just ordinary men who had never had any religious training. Do you think, do you think, do you think, do you think a herbalist, a herbalist, do you know a herbalist? Yeah. Yes. Do you think a herbalist, when, when there is an accident and somebody's heart has come out, hey. I would be, and somebody's eyes have popped out, do you think when, when they bring an, uh, an herbalist to the scene, do you think you have confidence and boldness to do anything? <laughs> no, he doesn't, he doesn't understand what moving hold the eye in place. Because all he knows is herbs. Yeah. That if you eat this herb, it will help. But this time, the, the heart is out. Yeah. What herbs are you going to use? Are <laughs> you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> but a surgeon, a, when you bring a surgeon to the scene, he knows exactly what to do. Yeah. Yes. He knows how long the heart can be out and still survive. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. He understands. So, so he moves to such... With such, with such, with such, with such boldness, and and and, and become, he's, he's so adept at what he's doing because he knows exactly what is happening. How many, how, how many minutes or seconds he has to save the soul? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. But these Peter and John, these are unlearned. They they are so ignorant, fishermen at best. And I mean, no training whatsoever. So, so, so they were astonished as to the, the, the display of boldness. Now, just so you understand, I looked into the dictionary to find out what does bold mean. What does it mean to be bold? I don't know if you, I if you think that you understand the word bold. <laughs> but when I looked into the Webster's dictionary, you know what it told me? Wow, I mean, guys, let's learn this art of always looking for words meaning, even though we have heard it, we utilize it, we know about it. But when I went in there, it says, it says, it says, it says to be fearless before danger. Hey. That's Webster's definition of bold. How many of you didn't know that? Exactly. Um, but you assume, I mean, you see, you must respect God's word. Mm -hmm. Don't be a casual browser. Are you with me? It says to be bold means to be fearless before, before danger. It also means to be free. It's unbelievable. 
Wow. So, so go back to the scripture, please. Let's look at the scripture. Oh, I'm being blessed by God's word. It says, it says the council members were astonished as they witnessed the display of fearlessness because when anybody is brought before the council, listen, the words that you, 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 you are crippled, literally, because you, if, you, if you utter certain things, you are going straight to jail. Are you with me? You are standing before the Jewish council, learned people who are into law. You are going to speak anyhow. You are dead meat. Supreme Court, exactly. That's the Supreme Court. Standing before, you are standing for Supreme Court. And you, and you have no knowledge of law, and you are speaking for yourself. Yes. Would you do that? <laughs> but, but, but they were astonished to be witnessing such display of fearlessness in the midst of danger and such freedom to speak at will, and they are to speak their mind, and could not be restrained. The bold courage of Peter and John, especially when they discovered that they were just ordinary men who had never had any religious training, then they began to understand the effect Jesus had on them simply by spending time with him. Do you see it? Yes. They acknowledge that they had been with Jesus. They acknowledge that they had been with Jesus. What they didn't know is that they were actually dealing with Jesus and the Father. And they were not dealing with just disciples who obviously by themselves do not have this ability. That is what they didn't know. Please, we are addressing the topic who has the presence of God? Who carries the presence of God? They acknowledge that by this supernatural behavior, it is only because, it can only be explained by the fact that they have been with Jesus. And I'm here to tell you that they, what they did not know is that they were not dealing with just Peter and John. They were dealing with Jesus himself and the Father. And hence, the boldness, the fearlessness in the midst of danger and the freedom to be what God wants them to be. How many of you want this boldness? How do we want to work in this freedom? If there is ever a time when you and your family need to, to, to walk in fearlessness in the midst of danger and freedom, absolute freedom, it is now. We are there. We are there. We are there. I am here to also tell you that, please, the shaking that has begun, that began from when? Is it, is it January? When did the COVID start? March. March, right? Well, I'm here to tell you that whatever began in March, actually, it began before, 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 before December anyway, true or false? Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about the virus. Oh, last mm -hmm. In November. Uh, no, last exactly. It began before, before the year started. We, we actually felt the shakings probably in March, and it's been moving on, it's been moving on, it's been, now we are in what? August, wow. Wow. Listen to me, unfortunately, it is not, it's not done yet. There is more. Is it, why are you saying that? Can't you see the intention? Can't you see the purpose of what is happening? Can't you see that it is intentional? Well, if you can see, don't you worry. Um, all I want to tell you is that it is a time to walk, to walk in fearlessness in the midst of danger. It is time to walk in freedom. You cannot do this by yourself. You cannot do this by your might. It is only possible only because you have been with Jesus. And the one who speaks through you is not you. It's the master himself and the father. Hallelujah. Is it, but, but, but Pastor, why are you saying that they were not speaking or they were not dealing with, um, with, with, with Peter and John? Well, let's read some scriptures, please. Look at John 4. Look at John chapter 4, from verse 20 to 24. Let's, let's read some scriptures and then we will, we will, John chapter 4, from verse 20 to 24. John, oh, I think I actually gave the wrong, um, let me see. 
that's not what I actually meant. Let me see if I can find that right. Ta -da -da -da. Good. Wow, I tell you, it's going to be great. Oh, I meant John 14. John 14 from verse, uh, from verse 20. Yeah, John 14 from verse 20. You know, we can read it probably from, from the Amplified Version. Guys, are you excited? Yes. I am going to tell you, I'm going to tell you how this is actually your portion. How the presence of God with you is actually your, your portion. Are you with me? Yes. Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, the Holy Spirit is going to make you know that walking just the way Peter and John were behaving is actually your portion. Hallelujah. Amen. Bible says that Jesus, no, this is Jesus speaking. It says, at that time, or when that day comes. Now, remember, this is the day. He's talking about, he's talking about um, the fact that he was going to die. Are you with me? Are you with me? Yes. Yeah, that he's going to die, but he's going to manifest himself to the disciples and not to the world. Are you with me? So, so, so let's get it from that angle. It says, at that time, or when that day comes, you will know for yourselves, you will know for yourselves that I am where? In my Father. And where will you be? And you are where? In me. And I, in you. Can you see why I began to say that they, what they did not know, that they were not just dealing with Peter and John. But they were dealing with the Father and with the Son and with the Holy Spirit. Do you get what I'm saying? Because Jesus said, at that time, or when that day comes, you will know for yourself that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. And, and, and then, then if you're asking the questions, how can this be? You will get the answer very soon. Go to the next verse. Verse 21. The person who has my commands, <laughs> the person who has my commands and keeps them and do, and that's what? The person who has my word or my commands and keeps them. Now, I need you to understand something because one day I asked the Holy Spirit, what does this mean? What does this mean? The person who has my commands and keeps them keeps them. And he told me that it means exactly that. And you know what he told me? He said, do you understand the parable of the sower? Do you understand the parable of the sower? What is the primary goal of the, of the, of the thief, of the enemy? Exactly. To steal the word. So the person who has my word, my commands, and keeps them, or prevents it from being stolen, there is nobody who the enemy will not come to you. There is nobody who's exempt from the attempt and the attack of the enemy and the attack is only for one thing, to steal the word. But the person who has my commands or my word, my promise, and keeps them is the one who really loves me because, because you would notice, you would notice the way I can tell how much you love your money is how you are unwilling to share your pain with anybody. Your pain to your bank account. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you can share, I mean, you have friends that you trust, but when it comes to your bank account and your pain and all those things, you don't share with anybody else. I mean, I know, I know a guy who has died, who died through the COVID, and the wife, the wife doesn't know her, um, his print number. <laughs> Why do you think that's the case? <laughs> the money is so dear. It's like, look, I'm sleeping with you in the house. We are sharing the car. We are sharing it. But please, my money, dear, is my heart. It's my life. Yeah, and so he has passed on. He has gone. And now his wife can't even access the bank account. I don't know what he's going to do. They might help her, but I just don't understand what it means to keep. To guard. 
prevent it. The person who has my command, my word, and keeps them is the one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me, that person, that person will be loved by my father. Now, can I ask you a question? Can God, what is the basis for God to love one, as it were, more than another? You say, oh, because of what I have suffered, God loves me more. Stop it. Stop, stop it. Mm. Oh, because of what I've been through, because of, because of, because I didn't have this and that and that, I, that I, I know why God loves, please. No, no. The one he loves. By the way, by the way, I'm going to also explain to you, man, there's no time to explain this love thing, but I will, let's, let, let's get it at, at the back of our mind. It says, and whoever really loves me will be loved by my father. And I too will love him. And will, this is the thing. That was that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? So God loves everybody. But this is the thing that he is coming to. I will not only love him, but I will show, I will reveal, I will manifest myself to him. How many of you want the manifestation of the Lord himself? How many of you want the presence of the Lord to be with you so mightily that you rest? As in, uh, the, you, don't, you don't struggle anymore. You are fearless. You are free. You are like the duck who gets into the water. Doko, doko. And you swim. You swim. Doko, 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 doko. <laughs> you swim. You swim for miles. After swimming for miles, you just step out of the water and you walk on the, on the, on the dry land without anything. They, they, when they catch you, they can't feel the water on your body. You say, ah, did you not go through the fire? How come you are unscathed? Or how come there is no burn? Smell of burn. And how come, have you, did you not work at that place? Did you not work at that place? Did they not commit acts of racism against you? Did they not, did they not, did they not, did they not uh, uh, abuse you? Did they not do this to you? Did they not make your life so horrible? How come you, are, you seem to have gone through fire and you are unscathed? My God. My God. Why? Because of the manifestation of the Father. These are days when the Lord intends to manifest himself mightily among his children, especially, especially very little ones. Are you guys listening to what I'm saying? Yes. It says, I will love him and I will show, I will reveal, I will manifest myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself what? Real. To him, and all it requires, all that is required is that you, you, you keep his word. What does the psalmist say? Thy word have I done what? Hid in my heart. Why did he have to hit, hide the word in, in his heart? So that he will not sin. The ability not to sin. The ability to stop being jealous. To stop being fearful. To stop being full of anxiety. To stop being depressed. To stop being whatever. To stop any kind of addiction. That ability, it comes only to those who hide his word in their hearts. And prevent, prevent every communication, every experience from stealing that word from, from them. Are you getting something? Yes. He keeps my word. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. Last week, I talked about obedience. How, how do we obey? We, you let the Lord be the Lord. You let Jesus be the Lord over every situation, in every matter. That's obedience. You don't try to, you don't try, you don't struggle. No, 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 no. What does my Lord say concerning this issue? What is my Lord? What, what, what is his promise concerning this issue? Oh, has he said this? Oh, then I'm not going to allow myself to enter into anxiety. I'm not going to allow another voice to communicate to me. Why? Because he is, or he has the preeminence, or he has the first say in every matter. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you go to the scripture? Let's read it. Uh, uh, um, let's continue with the scripture. So he says, so he says, next verse, 
22. Judas, Judas, not Iscariot. I mean, it's not Judas, um, Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed Jesus, but another Jesus, another Judas. He asked him, Lord, how is it that you will reveal yourself or make yourself real to us and not to the world? How is it? Next verse. Jesus answered, if a person really loves me, if a person identifies that, ah, there is a freedom, there is a peace, there is an abundance, there is grace, there is a gift called righteousness, and it has all come to me and is mine. I am made a, I'm made a child of God. The curse that came to me through my father's father's father, the generational curse, every bondage that I, I was born into, the poverty, the deprivation, the frustration that I have experienced, I have been released from it. And it's all made possible by my Savior. And he did it. And now, I enter into liberty. How can I not love him? Just said, if a person really loves me, because his eyes have been opened to see the freedom which he has obtained by the Christ. He says, if a person really loves me, he will keep my word. He will keep my word. He will obey my teaching. He will submit himself to what my word says. Now, again, listen. The moment you submit yourself to the word, the power is in the word to keep you. Or the power to obey comes from the word itself. Why? Your word have I hid in my heart. I may not sin again. It is not who you are. It's not how good you are. It's not how many experiences you've had. It's not how many giftings you have. It's not how, 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 whatever. It's not by experiences. It's do you hide his word in your heart and you bring it every moment? Do you pull on the word every moment? Do you call to remembrance every moment? <sighs> that word will keep you from sinning. That word will keep you from receiving a lie and choosing the path of destruction. Are you getting what I'm saying? Says, and my father will love him, and we will come to him. And what is going to happen is that we will make our home, our abode, our special dwelling place with him. I'm here to announce to you that even though you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, and even though, even though you are born again, it is not automatic that there will be a constant manifestation of his presence with you unless you choose to keep his word. You understanding what I'm saying? Yes. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. Listen, the prodigal son, when he went away, he did not lose sonship. But he experienced death. Do you see it? He experienced such, such poverty. Such, such, I mean, it's like he was not a child of a father who lacks nothing. Are you with me? But the moment he came back, he didn't have to become born again, again. No, 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 no. He was a son. But because he did not allow the father to be his Lord, that is why he suffered needlessly. Are you with me? Yes. Are you with me? Yes, sir. So, so it is very important that now that you are born again, now that you have been drafted into the family of God, now that you have received Jesus Christ as your savior and you profess him to be the Lord, it is very important that you take his word literally and you hide it. You don't allow any communication from around you to tell you anything that is contrary to his word. If there is such an occurrence, you must exercise. You must exercise your will to silence that voice. No matter where it's coming from or who it's coming from. When that person starts talking, say, please, you know what? I, 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 I'm thankful for your intention to help me, but please, I cannot receive such a statement. So let's go on to a different topic. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. It's so important. Why? This is how, this is how you hide his word in your heart. This is how you demonstrate your love for him. How? Because you love his word. He says we will make our special dwelling place. There are so many things that God, 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 there are so many people that God will say, yes, these are my children. 
But I don't dwell. I don't manifest. They are not my special dwelling place. Do you see it? Do you think when the prodigal son went away, do you think he was the special dwelling place of the father? No. No, 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 no. The father had no voice, no say in his life. Until he came back, but when he came back, even though he thought that he has to be somehow become a servant, said, No, 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 you're my child. You just went away and partook of death, but you have come back, you are fully restored. Fellowship has begun. So, sonship was never lost, fellowship was broken. How many of you are, are, are going to prevent fellowship from being broken? The word, the word. You, you get something here. We are talking about who has the presence of God. Who has the presence of God? Who has the, who carries the presence of God? That when you encounter that person, you are encountering Jesus himself. Hallelujah. Amen. So go back to the last verse that, um, so that we can go back to um, the, 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 the next verse after that. It says, okay, next verse. Then it says, anyone who does not really love me, does not observe and obey my teaching. And the teaching which you hear and heed is not mine, but comes from the Father who sent me. Do you see it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I want you to understand something. I want you to understand something. You know? Huh. Do you remember, you see, any, any, any communication, any communication that comes to you wants to accomplish one goal? Any communication that comes to you, everything that you see, when it communicates to you, it wants to accomplish only one goal. That goal, that goal, that goal, that goal is to take the word from you or to steal from you the lordship of Jesus. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. Every communication that comes to you, doesn't matter where it's coming from. If it is not according to his word, it has only one objective. It is to steal the word from you or another way of putting it that, that is to steal the lordship of Jesus from you. What does that do? It opens you up to the devil. There's no middle ground. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you remember that when, 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 you know, maybe I think we should read that scripture and then we read another scripture that we'll close. Look at, look at, look at um, Genesis chapter three. I think we should read that scripture. Let's go to Genesis chapter three. I believe we should read the scripture. Genesis chapter three, um, probably, verse, probably verse nine or something. Look at verse nine. Now, the verse eight says, and the Lord, look at verse eight first. And they heard the voice of the Lord of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence. Oh my goodness, you see it? Yeah. They hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Now, can I ask you a question? Is it possible for anybody to hide from God? No. So what does it mean to, hit, to hide yourself from the presence of the Lord? I you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is you cut him off from his influence? It's not. It's not that you 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 have like you are hiding as he can't he can't see you anymore. But you have purposefully, intentionally, by your expression of your will, you have cut his influence from you. Are you with me? Yeah. They keep themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees. How many of his children hide themselves from the presence of the Lord? They prevent Jesus from being their Lord. For that duration. Now look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Then they said, and the, Lord, and the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where are thou? Please, God is calling you. Amen. Say, Where are you? Where are you? I long for you that I may 
impart my life. I will manifest myself, my, my power, my peace to you. Where are thou? Next verse. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Now, look at something. Though. I heard thy voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. But look at the words of the, of, of, of the Lord. When you look at this word, the next verse, the next verse, when you look at this word, you'll understand what it means to receive any other communication. That is not from the Lord. And he said, who told thee that thou was naked? Do you see it? Yes. So can you see how easy it is for the Lord and for the devil to come and steal the word from you? Yeah. By talking. By talking. Hmm. If the talking doesn't help, then frustration. Yeah. It's like the promise of God that has been made to you, you are not seeing it. So it tells you, you see, I told you, it, it is true for some people, but not you. <laughs> then it tells you what the other people are doing. Unfortunately, many of God's children profess that it is what they are doing that is bringing the blessings. Mm. Instead of saying that it is the word that I, I, I take every day that I hide in my heart that is bringing the manifestation of his presence. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. Who told thee that thou was naked? So, so the reason for that behavior, the reason for the hiding, the reason for, 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 for what was happening was because they have received a communication and then he nails it down to exactly where that communication came from. He says, has thou eaten of the tree? Whereof I commanded thee, that thou should, because that tree that they ate is a spiritual ingestion. And that spiritual ingestion brought a communication that told them that this Lord who is coming, that voice that you have heard, run! Run and go into hiding! Oh. Listen to me. Just as the hiding of his word in your, in your heart the hiding of his word in your heart, whereby you meditate on it, and you say, this is the only word I will allow into me. Just as that word keeps you, just as that word holds you and sustains you and prevents you from entering into error, any other ingestion also takes you directly into oppose God, his intentions. You, 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 you stand in contradiction to whatever he stands for. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. The communication is as simple as that. So who has the presence of God? The one who takes his word as it is. And he says, my God did not promise me this. Like Jesus, when he was very, very hungry and the devil told him to turn the stones into bread. What was his answer? My father has not promised me that this is the way he's going to feed me. That I should turn stones to bread to feed myself. Are you with me? Yes. As hungry as he was, see, I'm not going to do that. More so not from you. An instruction from you. Are you with me? Yes. Yeah. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. And by the way, let me tell you something. You see, do you remember... Do you remember what the disciples were talking about when they were confronted with the, um, with the elders? Yeah. They, were, they, were preaching, they were preaching through Jesus, the resurrection from the dead. I want to just share this with you and let me close. Look at Hebrews chapter, no, look at Romans chapter 5. Look at verse 8. I'll just share this with you. Romans chapter 5, look at verse 8. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Listen to me. Everything that God has promised you, every word that God has given you in his word, please, take it as a child. If, see, if a father tells a child, I'm going to buy an airplane, do you know how the child receives it? Do you know how a child receives it? He doesn't question, but I know my father. I know, I know, I know that he drives only 
He drives only Toyota. Are you with me? Yeah. And, 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 and look at the house that he lives in. How can there such a house contain an airplane? Do you think that's how a child thinks? No. No. My father said he will buy an airplane. That's exactly what it is. How? I don't have to. But the moment, the moment you begin to listen to any other communication, it, it brings you into bondage to reason. Reason. What is, what is humanly possible? What is humanly possible? That is why, that is why, that's why Abraham tried to help God. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Because Sarah, it has ceased to be with Sarah. So how is it going to be? I mean, look, she's past the age where women can bear children. I mean, look, 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 look. But I like the fact that you have promised me that you'll give me a child. Per chance, I think it will come through, 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 what's her name? Hagar. Because she is, she is younger. Her breast is full of something that can form milk. I mean, my wife, dear, you know, you know how, how advanced she is in age. I mean, look, she has no breast. I mean, it's all gone. Nikki. How can a child suck at such a breast? Forgive. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? Yes. The moment you receive any other communication, you, you enter into bondage to reason. You enter into bondage to your flesh, your emotions, your mind, your will. You enter into bondage to the world and then to devils and demons. That's what I said last week. That's what I said last week, that every thought that comes to you, every, every, every word that proceeds out of your mouth, every motivation, every action is either coming from your spirit or from your soul. I'm not going to enter into it because I responded on that last week. But now, now look at the scripture. But God commended his love toward us. I want to show you something. Let me close. That was that God commended his love towards us. In the world, we were yet sinners. While we have the nature that came as a result of Adam and Eve ingestion, ingesting that spiritual knowledge that made them become sinners, and that nature passed upon all men, and we automatically became subject to devils and demons. We came under the grip and the dominion of the rule of this nature called sin. See, whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So, 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 so by that very nature, you see, sin, eh, what is the worries of sin? Yes. What does that mean? It means that sin has a price. Does that make sense? Yes. Sin, if you, have, if you have that sin nature, there's a price on your life. It's called death. Does that make sense? Yes. And so the enemy whose nature is sin had a right to you. And God can't do anything about it. So what did he do? He sent his son to come and pay the ransom. Now, now, how many of you know that, that when you come to find out that the thing that is wrong with you is a nature issue, that the reason why you eat bones is because you are, you are carnivorous? You understand what I'm saying? Yes. The reason why you eat and you chew bones is because you are a dog. And even though you want to eat grass, you can't. Why? By your nature, you just cannot bring yourself. The grass that you eat, something will happen to you because you don't have the ability to even digest it. So what does it bring about? If, if you are told that there, there are great benefits in the grass, but you cannot use the grass, what does it bring? Hopelessness, right? Yeah. Is that correct? Yes. So what, so what happened was that once you, you identified that the thing that is wrong with you is a nature issue, how can you change that nature? I mean, how can you, how can you move from, from, from whatever this to that nature? You can't. How can, how can somebody who is a human being become a dog? <laughs> it's impossible. impossible. So now, God came and paid for that nature. Does that make sense? Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Now, how many of you know that once, once you find out, now look at that too. It says Christ died for us. Next verse. Next verse. It says, Verse 9, much more than, now listen, no. the payment for that nature has been made. Now, it says, much more than being now justified by his blood. So a payment has been made. And now, and now we are, we are, we are justified. We, 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 we are made free from that nature, it says, we shall be saved from wrath through him. But look at the next verse. 
Look at this verse. This is it. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. We were reconciled. So, so the thing that prevented God from having access to us has been removed. The nature, right? Yes. Right? Yes. So the curse was upon us, right? Yes. But now, the, because the nature has been removed, or has been brought to an end, the curse has also been brought to an end, right? Yes. So it says that for everyone we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of... So it took the death of his son to bring reconciliation, where now there is nothing standing between God and Marian. There is nothing standing between God and Rachel. There is nothing standing between God and Enoch. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Why? Because Enoch has been reconciled to God. What is between Enoch and God? Peace. And it came by the death of a son. Now, the problem is this. It says, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by what? His life. By what? His life. So, the much more, see, the, the sacrifice of the death was some of the grace. The resurrection, the resurrection, the resurrection is the much more that saves you. What is the resurrection? His life. life. See, remember I told you that he said in that day you shall know that I am in you and you are in me. Remember? Yeah. It is the life that, is in, that was in Peter and John that the, the elders encountered. They were saved by that life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Once you identify the hopelessness because of your nature, and now you are delivered from that hopelessness, now how do you live the reconciled and justified life? That is by his life. And that life is the word. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So God did not send his son just to save you, to bring peace between you and him. But now, everything that will keep you, will make you walk in peace, wisdom, counsel, joy, righteousness, holiness to accomplish his purposes, is going to be done by his own life. So where does your effort come in? None. None. Do you see it? Yes. Where does your strength come in? Where does your talent come in? Does God need your talent? No, no by his life. You'll be saved by his life. So, so his death has accomplished one mighty thing. Now, his life does everything else. And what the life does is much more than what the death has accomplished. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? Yes. Please, this is very important. That is why when we were worshiping in this song, the last song which we, which we sang, what was it? It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's, listen to me. It's about him. It's about his life. The Bible said that in the beginning was the word. That word, it was with God. That word was God. So when you keep that word, what are you keeping? When you keep that word, you are keeping him, God. You are keeping the son. In the beginning was the word. So when you love him, the only thing you show, the only thing that will make you demonstrate that love is that word which you take. Because when you take that word, you have taken Jesus himself. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh and did what? Dwelt amongst us. So how, do you, how does he dwell with you? The word that you take, you are taking him. So you look at something and you say, no, no, you can't talk to me. Uh, no, 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 you cannot talk to me. No. You see any contradictory event, you can't talk to me. That's all. You hear anything coming from the boss, your colleagues, whatever it is. You say, I can't be disturbed. Why? Because it can't talk to me. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. But what has right to talk to you? 
The Lord or the word. Can you see it? So, what is the difference between Ephia and Rachel? The word that they take unto themselves. You, sorry, I mean Ephia and Enoch. You, you see it? Yes. Are you guys seeing something? Yes. Sir. Is it difficult to understand? No. No. Yeah. So that's how that's what it is. So who has the presence of God? And when you have that presence, the next thing that you begin to just become full of thanksgiving. Why? It's finished. Do you get it? Yes. That's why it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So now all you do is just praise, worship, adoration. You sing in the midst of chaos. Why? You know him. We have him. And you have him. Mm-hmm. Let's rise to our feet, please. Hallelujah. What do you guys think? 